You are listening to the Curious Human Podcast, powered by the Prairie Collective. This is a space for you to deepen your wellness practices, connect with humans that inspire your evolution, and learn about topics that are going to help you navigate the challenges of the human experience. Hi, and welcome here. I'm your host, Rochelle Taylor, and I'm really excited to share today's episode with you. Today, we're chatting with Ryan Lear, a big-hearted yogi from Saskatchewan, a global ambassador of yoga for Lululemon, founder of One Yoga Studios, and a pretty deep and inspiring human being. I've had the pleasure of knowing and chatting with Ryan a few times over the last few years, and his insight always seems to plant these seeds of knowledge and insight and wisdom that inspire my own personal work, my personal practice, and my personal evolution. And this conversation is no different. We chat about the magic of yoga, especially when combined with music. And we talk about the work of white people who are currently working in yoga and wellness. So what we need to learn and what we're unlearning. And we chat about what to do when the spark of activism ignites within. Before we dive in, I want to tell you all about the Prairie Collective Sunday Sessions. These are virtual yoga classes, wellness workshops, and inspiring seminars live streaming from around the world to your living room, backyard, or dock every Sunday this summer. Today's guest, Ryan Lear, is leading a 60-minute vinyasa practice this Sunday, June 14th at 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Tickets are available on a sliding scale, and it includes a Spotify playlist and a recording of the class to access for a week afterwards. Learn more about our summer lineup of digital offerings to support you on your path of evolution and growth at theprairiecollective.com slash Sunday-sessions. are sitting in this sort of unprecedented time on so many levels, and it feels unsteady and unsure for so many people. And so your uh, instructor who inspires their students to heal and grow through the practice. So I'm wondering, how do you think or how do you feel that yoga can support students in this moment? Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. It's always great to see you. Um, Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. I feel like Yoga can support everybody because it actually works when you do it, you know, and we all have access to our breath and, um, you know, in these times of struggle and stress and tension, the ability to just um, get grounded and get collected is so important. So I feel like even five minutes a day could could help each one of us. I know I'm feeling better whenever I practice. Yeah, and what, I'm curious, what is, does your practice look like right now? Um, yeah, you know, to me, yoga is a way of life. So it's interesting, the practice. So like my daily ritual is basically, I like to, do my morning prayers and do at least 15 minutes of of breath and movement and then at least three minutes ideally 15 minutes of meditation 
So I usually do a few poses, some breathing, and then some meditation. Um, and I really love to to sing and to chant in the morning too. So I like to to chant and to sing my prayers too. Mm, I love that. And and I also like that um, people might think, oh, you're a yogi, you must practice for hours on end every day, and that's what that means. But when in reality, that's not always possible and not always the case. So like you're saying, half an hour of daily ritual is really potent and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, ideally three hours a day, but that doesn't always happen. You know, we have families and we have responsibilities. Mm -hmm, Totally. Um, And I know as a teacher and something that I really appreciate about you as a teacher is your approach to life in the seat of studentship and um, coming at it like always being a student, coming at being a yoga teacher first as a yoga student and um, I'm curious to know what you're currently learning oh well thanks for that yeah you know I try to um, to stay humble and to remember that I don't really know anything you know (laughs) because you know when we when we when I start on this path it's like people are coming to you for answers and you're a yoga teacher and I kind of got caught up in that and thankfully I've been knocked down so many times that I kind of am yeah it's a constant thing trying to battle the ego and to stay in that studentship but like I'm learning this really cool um I'm revisiting my my roots with like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and trying to watch documentaries to um, educate myself. And I've been studying a lot of Yoga Sutra stuff too lately. So this book is really cool. It's Freud and Yoga and it's Mm. written by um, Helfried Krush and T. KV Deskachar, Krishnamacharya's son. So it's um it's actually just talking about the the relationship at the beginning of like a psychoanalyst and a and a patient and also a yoga teacher and a student. And um yeah, it's really interesting. A lot about the yoga for of the mind and for the mind, which is like from Patanjali's point of view, yoga is mind control and it's a lot about this. And if we can control this, then um, we don't go down the wrong road as much as we used to. You know what I mean? Right. Well, this controls behavior. The mind controls behavior and our behavior creates our, our life, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that's really interesting. And what are you unlearning right now? Um. Yeah, I'm unlearning. I I've started to see my privilege and and being in a a seat in in a, having a few yoga communities, being a part of and kind of leading one yoga. I've kind of realized um, where I've missed the the bar and um, where I can really work to to bring about some change on on this planet like what's happening in Saskatoon right now with the 
Black Lives Matter and with the, our indigenous community here, it's like I've, I've, I've kind of realized I need to be an activist again. I kind of stepped out of my activism. And so I'm really trying to listen and to learn and to um, be a stand for, um, you know, people who haven't traditionally had a voice, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel, I feel like I'm unlearning, I don't know, learn, like taking things for granted. And, and I always, um, I felt like I was doing more than I actually was. So I'm trying to, to take a stand right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that share of feeling the fire of activism igniting within again, right? And, and understanding um, and wanting to step into that. And so um, can you take us through what that word, what activism feels and looks like in your life? And um, yeah, how you're, what, what, is, what are your daily rituals or your practices or your behavior around that piece? Yeah, for me, it's like listening, you know, to my indigenous and my friends of color, like um, listening to, for, you know, I'm trying to be a better friend and a better listener. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to educate myself and to find resources and to share resources um, for people um, like Martin Luther King's daughter, Bernice, and um, Killer Mike, a rapper. I'm trying to um, listen and, and share things that are inspiring me with my friends and family and community. And like going to, I went to a protest a couple nights ago and I have a 17 year old and I was like, oh, hey, Kaya, do you want to come to the protest with me? And she's like, I'm already there, Dad. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like, um, I must be doing some things right as a parent if my daughter is going to, to, to fight for what's right, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's also, there's something about the younger generation um, that, like, the, they're it makes you feel hopeful because they truly seem much more, much more than I was at 17, <laughs> um, wanting change and to fight and, and ready to see a new world, right? Where, uh, so to me, that's really inspiring. There's something about youth um, that th their generation is different. It's different than ours. At 17, I w went to been at the protest, but the protest is the place to be now because it's the right place and that matters. Right. Yeah. There's some, and, and there's something really inspiring about that. Um, I want to jump back, um, just back to yoga. I really appreciate having this conversation. I think it's impossible to talk right now, not having it. Um, actually, I'll jump back. Uh, when you talked about um, resources um, and sharing things, is there anything in particular that a movie, a book, a video, something you've seen lately that's really stuck in your heart space that you'd like to encourage others to consume? 
Yeah, autobiography of Malcolm X mm. is incredible. The um, Alex Haley version is brilliant. I would tell people, ask, yeah, I would encourage people to consume that. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. That's great. Uh, I feel. And to check out Killer Mike from Run the Jewels, a, a really um, great leader right now. You know, I have a quote from years back that always struck a chord with me, and it was Tupac saying, we have enough people studying Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. We need people who are acting like them now. And like, so like Killer Mike is one of the guys who I see kind of like stepping up in a, in a beautiful way, like in an authentic, strong, beautiful way. Um, one of the mo my, the most favorite things that I've seen, and I've always loved Tupac, but um, it was an old interview clip of him, and it was about singing for his supper, singing for his food, and tr and and the stages. Um, yeah, I I've shared it, but and I'll try to find it again and put it in the show notes. But yeah, just some real. Oh, he was such a wonderful human um, and a poet, but. Um, I want to chat about, and you touched on this a little bit before, about Indigenous Canadians. And I know in our working together and our conversations over the years, like this has come up often, um, the need to give them voices. So within the yoga community, what are you doing to work to elevate and amplify uh, the voices of Indigenous Canadians? Yeah. Um... Last year, I was really blessed to be a part of the Saskatchewan Indigenous Yoga Association teacher training, mm -hmm. and I got to go just out at the, there's a river right over here, the Saskatchewan River, and um, a lot of the mornings we go out and do a smudge and do prayers, and so that has been um, a big part of my last year was being a part of that indigenous yoga association and we're working on this year some of the funding didn't come through but um we're working on getting that strong and a lot of our communities up north are getting yoga now because of this association and i have a nonprofit called vinyasa yoga for youth and we have um indigenous and non-indigenous teachers all over Saskatchewan and we've done a lot of work up north and I feel like we're starting to to get um, deeper into these communities and yeah it's um, it's indigenous people's day on June 21st which is also international day of yoga and I was just on my phone and I saw it's Father's Day too. What a big day. And Sophie Trudeau and I were going to do a yoga event. And as this has all been playing out, we're like, well, let's just participate and we'll have um, someone, either Indigenous or person of color, run the, the class and teach a class. So we've got an elder coming in to sing. We've got Melina Don teaching the class. And... Um, say a little prayer hoping to get Buffy St. Marie um, as part of it mm. either sharing a song or sharing some teachings um, yeah and you know I'm 
I encourage all my friends to to go and to sweat and to to get into the like find an elder and start to study and and find um yeah it's a beautiful way of of life and I feel like in our communities up here in Canada the indigenous people are like forgotten people so um mm -hmm. yeah I'm, and that's um a worthy or to me it's when um it's typical canadians right where we're sort of um and it's around the world adopting the black lives matter movement but here we have to also create our own like there's this indigenous we need to indigenize our spaces and indigenize our country and come back to this wisdom of like we are the most resource rich country in the world you know we have all these resources and um take them for granted and don't even give credit to what where they came from right and and who is taking care of this beautiful abundant land um that wasn't trying to sell it it's uh yeah it's an awakening everywhere and just like the next generation i feel like the conversations that are happening are hopeful too right to uh things that are coming to light into the surface um and i know uh i know for me I, my yoga practice has been this great place of of reflection um and oftentimes we refer to yoga and the practices being magic you know whether we, the magic of yoga or the magic of, of of an experience or of a retreat or a teacher training um in your experience what's the recipe what's the recipe that makes the magic that is yoga you know i feel like it's like barbara miller wrote this book about the yoga sutras and called it a discipline of freedom so I almost feel like doing the work is the magic. And it's like, if you practice, the results happen, you know? So it's, I think the magic is in the daily work and the Satudirgakalanayrantariyasatkaradarasevitotridabhumahi is grounded and that sutra says, long steady uninterrupted practice is it's like the key to success mm. you know and sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's immediate like sometimes you feel like the yoga high and the magic of it in that moment but i feel like a lot of it especially when you're working with the breath and um in more subtle things it's like it just becomes like an undercurrent it's like you put yourself in a position for half hour a day of of like a peacefulness and a and a powerfulness and then it starts to like become your vibration if you do it all the time you know what i mean mm -hmm. well you're setting that frequency you're setting the vibration mm -hmm. every day right mm -hmm. the further away you come from setting it well the more you'll lose it the more you consistently set it the more it's set yeah yeah, yeah i like that um 
And so in you've living vicariously, you've had this pretty incredible experience as, as a yogi, um, traveling and teaching all over the world and being able to combine yoga and music in really um, cool ways with some big names. Um, and I know that that relationship of yoga and music is special to you and also non-traditional. In traditional yoga, um, a lot of teachers will say uh, that music shouldn't be a part of the practice. There shouldn't be any distractions. And so why, what was your inspiration to bring that in? And how are music and how is it for you part of the practice? Yeah, good question. Um, trying to recall, it was at a Baron Baptiste training and he played um, Krishna Das, Baba Hanuman. And, you know, we were feeling, it was a sweaty, I don't know if you, if you all have done Baptiste power yoga. I have. But, I have. Yeah. I, that was my jam for many years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so those deep back bends and we were like working and sweating. And then all of a sudden this like deep reverential devotional music came on, but, and it, it just had this energy and it really, we were talking about vibrations before it just like, it just moved energy for me. And I, I had no idea who the guy was singing at the time and, and what it was all about, but I was feeling it. And, you know, another class, the second level I went to, he played Madonna um, confession on the, Confessions on the Dance Floor, the whole album while we were practicing. And that kind of opened my mind to, oh yeah, this it doesn't have to be like, church or devotional music it could be dance music it could be rap because i look at the authenticity and like yoga is about authenticity and truth and when you hear some rappers who are so full of of truth and authenticity it like it works that vibration matches so i um i don't feel like there's such thing as something that's not yoga music you know I've been, yeah, and you could, like, A Tribe Called Red, you could get some drumming, you could get um, chanting, you could get rock music, you could get rap music. So I don't always practice with music, but I often do. And as a teacher, as a someone who leads teachers, which um, it's a big responsibility, teaching teachers, and 200 hours isn't enough. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyway, I encourage the teachers who teach in my community to be able to teach with or without music. And, you know, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. And you can't please everyone. But I, I feel like when I'm teaching this class this weekend with you, I'm playing music, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I know I've been in classes of yours before where you've said that the music is chosen with intention and to listen to the words. And I'm wondering what is your process for creating those playlists? Yeah, you know, I, I love music and I listen to music often. And so if I, if I'm listening to something and it feels like it aligns with the theme of, of the class I'm teaching or 
it goes along the lines of yoga, which are yoga isn't just like passivity. It's like, to me, it's a authenticity and strength. And you know, the yamas and niyamas are about um, being kind and compassionate, being truthful, um, harnessing your creative energy, all these things. So I try to I try to have music that is either people I know who are doing yoga, who are singing, or they have something aligned with yoga. Like Michael Franti's song, Can You Say What You Mean and Mean What You Say? Like there's lyrics in there that are yoga teachings and the teachings of yoga don't have to come through um, someone up on stage and with the Lululemon or a beard. It could be like a, an artist. The, the artists and the musicians have some messages that are very yogic and, and I think can help us on our path to freedom and truth and um, equality and, you know. Definitely, you know, that's really insightful. Um, I wanna thank you so much for your time. Um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Saskatoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can find me on. Uh, ooh, there's a nice storm coming in. Maybe. Um, I don't know if you can see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they can find me on Instagram. Mostly, that's where I'm at now. With my 17 year old, we're on TikTok. But yeah, Instagram really. And if if anybody has any questions or answers. I usually I'm on there almost every day. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Say hi to John. To I, the will. One. I will. I will. Thank you. Okay. Okay.